I don't know if anyone realizes, but we've been in this building now for a year this Sunday. And uh, it was a year ago today that we had our first official Sunday here, kicking off Missions Month 2017 with Pastor Bruce Taylor uh, last year. And I don't know about you, but it feels like we've been part of the furniture for quite a while, longer than a year. Um, and so, uh, one year on this morning, we're kicking off uh, Missions Month 2018. And for those of you who are new to uh, Elam in the last year, each August, uh, we kind of take a month just to focus on missions. And uh, over that month, we uh, do things like teach uh, on missions. Uh, we give updates on what's happening with missions uh, within the church, both locally and uh, globally. And throughout this month, we increase our uh, missions giving towards our missions fund uh, to 10% from its normal 5%. And can I just say that uh, our, our goal is definitely to get to 10% as a regular contrib con contribution giving thing, uh, as a regular contrib contrib giving <laughs> uh, to, to missions. Um, that's where we really would like to be uh, normally, but over the month of um, over the month of August during Missions Month, we um, bring increase to that. And if you have your Bibles with you this morning, uh, or your devices, in Acts 1.8, uh, we have the, the verse that I'm going to be um, basing this morning's message on. And uh, out of the New King James uh, Version, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, to all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. And let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, you are here. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are a God of missions. Father God, that your heart is to reach uh, every person and everyone. And Father God, we just uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, as a church, uh, we're able to uh, invest into that and, and spend time focusing on that. And so this morning, Lord, I pray that you would uh, break our hearts in a fresh way for missions, Lord, for, both for us individually and for the role that we play uh, in the Shore Elam mission. And also, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would speak uh, into our lives and grow our hearts for the nations and for the people of other nations. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to kick off this morning by giving you two word definitions. Uh, and the first uh, word definition this morning is mission. And uh, mission is defined as an important assignment given to a person or group of people, typically involving traveling abroad. Who likes to travel abroad? Yes, yeah, there's a few of us. Missions. An important assignment to a given person or group of people. And the other word this morning is missionary. A person sent on a religious mission, especially one sent to promote Christianity in a foreign land. You know, so often when we hear the word mission, uh, well, this is definitely my take. When I hear the word mission, uh, that's the definition I think of, that you know, it's an assignment, an important assignment that's given to a person 
or to a group of people. And uh, the same when we hear the word missionary, again, correctly, we kind of think of that exact same uh, definition, that it's a person sent to promote uh, Christianity in a foreign country. And so uh, we think of people who uh, we know are missionaries, who have been out to the mission fields, who have this heart for a certain nation and for a certain people, or we think of um, people like Mike and Shana, who are our own missionaries um, out in Southeast Asia. And uh, so we think of those people who are out in the mission fields. And this morning, I want to share with you some thoughts uh, for us to think about and to consider throughout Missions Month uh, in a message that I've titled, You the Missionary. You the Missionary. Because though I believe that we're uh, not necessarily all called to go out to Cambodia for years at a time or to go out to um, some of the Pacific nations or Papua New Guinea or to uh, Southeast Asia, I do believe that we're all called as Christians to a missional life, to a missionary focus. And the challenge is that, uh, you know, sometimes for us, missions and our thought process about missions only exists in an overseas realm. Well, sometimes, uh, you know, if you're not called to missions overseas, then, then to kind of think, well, we've got this focus on mission, we can almost believe that it doesn't apply to us, or that missions don't apply on a personal level to us, and that, uh, you know, our, our way of doing missions is to support others who are out uh, in the missions field. And so when we hear the word missions, we either, it either resonates with us in a deep way, uh, where we connect with it, and we connect with what we're doing and what's going on in missions, or we think of a missionary or a person who's out in the missions almost removing ourselves from this call to mission. But things have changed a little bit. Uh, you know, we live in the day, days and ages where I remember black and white TV with channels one and channels two. Anyone else remember that? Is anyone else before TVs? No, not quite. <laughs> no, no, that's a long time ago. But things have changed a little bit. You know, we're the, we're the church... Uh, used to be uh, heavily engaged in sending people on missions trips. Where the church, where, where missions used to be about getting people united in the church and then sending them off to nations and sending them out uh, to lands. The church now, I believe, and the church includes you and me this morning, the church now sits in communities that are filled with people from nations. We now sit in offices we sit in schools, we sit in the marketplace where the surroundings that we're sitting in is filled with people from other nations and people who don't just need to hear about Jesus, but people who need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And let's not forget that our commission uh, and our mission uh, comes from God. To reach people. And so I want to share three thoughts this morning, uh, which I hope will both challenge you uh, and also give you a vision of what it means to activate uh, the missionary in you. Is that all right? We all okay? You're holding on to your seats. Anyone freaking out at the moment? Pen and papers ready? Good. Your first point this morning, take hold 
of his story. Take a hold of his story. You know, the Bible is an incredible book uh, that, that outlines this overarching story, this overarching narrative, what's called a meta-narrative of God's glory, of God's reign over the earth, of God's sovereignty, uh, and of God's plan uh, for man. It's a story that holds um, six key themes, six key themes for us. It holds creation, it holds the fall, within it it holds the history of the people of God, the, the history of Israel, uh, and, and you know, Israel is such an important part to the church that is, that is often, uh, I think, not talked about enough, um, but it, it's such a key part that we need to kind of be praying for that nation uh, and for that people. So it offers the history uh, of Israel, it's the, it has the story of Jesus Christ in the Gospels, the story of salvation, the story of the Messiah. It has the story of the church, Jesus establishing his church from Acts through to, uh, through to Revelations, a story that we're a part of today and a story that we're living in today. Have, have you ever thought about that, that getting, getting a hold of his story means acknowledging that we're a part of that story? The church is a part of the story that we're involved in today. And then in Revelations, we have the new beginning, the new heavens and the new earth, and, and the, the coming again, the return of the king. Uh, not some movie about hobbits, but the real return uh, of the king. And it's a story that we believe, uh, you know, holds a real historic account of God's plan and God's mission on earth, filled with promise, filled with hope, filled with transformation, a story filled uh, with the Holy Spirit power um, right throughout. And so it's a story that guides us and a story that's bigger than us and that we find our purpose and our mission in. Amen? So let me ask you a challenging question. How much did we read that story this week? Honestly, how much did we read that story this week? Grabbing a hold of the story, grabbing a hold of the story, and doesn't involve reading snippets of it. It's understanding the fullness of God's story. You know, in Acts one eight, uh, Jesus says, "But you, everyone, say, but you." And here Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he's telling them that they'll receive power from the Holy Spirit uh, when they go. And the disciples are the you in the story. The disciples are the you that Jesus is talking to when he says, but you. Guess who the you is today? Can I make a suggestion? that the you today are the disciples and the followers of Jesus Christ. But you. You see, his story is our story. And it's a story about mission. And it's a story that we need to take hold of in its entirety as a complete 
book. You know, in Psalms 1, verse 2, it says, But they delight in the laws of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They delight in the laws of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. You know, this, this passage and the laws that are being talked about here in Psalms are the first five books of the Old Testament. The laws are the laws that were given to Moses. And I think so often we take this verse and we try to apply it to every other passage of New Testament scripture or to other scriptures. But I believe here it's, it's, it's asking us to meditate on the story, on the history, on uh, what God did in the beginning. In John 8 uh, verse 31, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. The word that we're to abide in is Jesus. We know from John 1.1 that Jesus is the living word. Who was in the beginning. So we have to take hold of this complete overarching missional a story that guides, uh, to help us guide our lives. Because in the absence of this story, uh, we may find ourselves walking in an alternative narrative that's led by someone else, or that's led by some other culture, or that's led by something else. And uh, there is no shortage of political extreme narratives out there in the world today. And I think we all understand that. Delight yourself in the word. It's an Old Testament instruction. Abide in me. Abide in my word. It's a New Testament instruction. And take hold of his story. Is that all right this morning? Second point this morning, take part in his story. Take part in his story and ask God to grow your love for people. You know, it's hard to love people sometimes. Anyone ever found it hard to love some people? No, just, just me. Luke 4 verse 18. Uh, Jesus gets up into, Jesus goes into the synagogue and uh, he grabs the scriptures and he reads from the book of Isaiah. And uh, back in those days, there were no markings on what part of Isaiah he was reading from, but um, today you'll find it in Isaiah 61, verse 1. But reading out of Luke 4, verse 18, Jesus uh, gets up and he recites this. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So Jesus is reading out of the scriptures. He's reading out of uh, the book of Isaiah. It was written uh, in the Old Testament, but following when Jesus read this and he put it down and everyone was looking at him because, uh, you know, it doesn't say, but I, I gathered that there was a sense of authority upon Jesus when he read it, that all the religious leaders sat there and stared at him, the Bible tells us. And Jesus turns to them and says, today, this word or this prophecy has been fulfilled in me. The Spirit of the Lord upon me because he had sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. 
And so we find here two key aspects of missions that go hand in hand uh, with each other uh, when it comes to taking part in his story. The first one is evangelism. Preach the gospel to the poor. Doubling back on our Beatitudes series, uh, you know the poor here is not referring to people who are financially lacking, but to people who are spiritually poor and lacking in spirit of God and the knowledge of God and in their relationship um, with God. And then the second thing uh, that we find here is uh, a sense of action, social action. Heal the brokenhearted, give sight to the blind, give liberty to the captives and to the oppressed. Now Jesus came to serve the needs of people and he came to serve the sick and the lost. And so in our verse in, one, in Acts 1.8, we, we hear Jesus instructing his disciples to go to Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we see uh, them start their ministry in Jerusalem and uh, they, grow, they grow rapidly in that space. And then uh, as oppression begins to rise up against them, they all kind of split off into the various parts of Judea and Samaria. And the ministry continues on through uh, the church. And so we read on uh, in Acts 10 uh, where, the Lord tries, where the Lord convinces Peter finally that he loves all people that he loves all people and not just Israel. And uh, from that point, uh, we kind of see the rise of the Apostle Paul uh, as a missionary to the Gentiles. Taking part in his story requires a love for all people. You know, the mission mindset may require us to have a little bit of grace to love some people. You ever come across people who have needed a little bit of extra grace required? What do they call them? E-E-G, E-G-R people. Extra grace required people. If you've never come across anyone like that, then maybe, that, maybe it's you this morning. <laughs> maybe you're the one that needs. But it may require a little bit of grace uh, and love for the people that we're serving and evangelizing. People who you haven't met, people who, you, who may not treat you so well, people who may not uh, appreciate what you do for them, people who won't necessarily believe what you believe or, believe, uh, or who reject your faith, but people who God has put around you to be reached and served by you, the missionary. So the question is, how can you, the missionary, serve the needs in your community? How can you, the missionary, serve in missions outreach, either through the church uh, or in your personal life or the church and in your personal life? Now, it's easy to feel that we're not evangelists or uh, that we're not gifted uh, in speaking to people or that we don't have the gift of being a missionary or don't have the gift of reaching out or stepping out. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't recall Jesus ever saying that we needed to have the gift. 
He says, we'll receive the power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And so when it comes to mission, in fact, uh, with anything in God, uh, don't let your fears and insecurities, uh, don't let your feelings of inadequacy. I put my hand up for feeling of inadequacy. Don't let your bad experiences and your bad past experiences stop you from reaching out or stepping out and changing someone's life for God. You know, I realized that when I was operating in the sphere of my own capability, when I was operating in the sphere of uh, what I was able to do by myself and uh, what was comfortable for me, then in that time of my life, there was no room in my life and no need in my life for the power of God. But if there's one place that I know requires faith, uh, encourage from God to operate. Uh, it's in the realm of missions. Take part in his story. And then finally this morning, uh, one of the best gateways into uh, evangelizing and serving people and uh, connecting with people is to share your story. You know, I'm always expecting for God to do new things in my life, for God to bring new breakthroughs uh, in every area of my life, for God to bring new experiences, <coughs> both in my life and on a Sunday morning. Um, but I'll always uh, try to remember to share my story and God's grace and favor and protection over my life with the people around me. Whenever I get a chance, and the thing that I love about my personal story and the thing I think we should all appreciate uh, about it is that it's our personal story. It's our personal experience. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was a very real experience. And no one can take that away from me. So when it comes, time, when it comes to taking hold and taking part uh, in his story, one of the greatest tools we have is our personal story. It's your story. When we look back on our lives and we see uh, what we've been through and what God has brought us through, what God has protected us from, uh, that's an incredible uh, testimony and it's a powerful testimony. Amen? You know, our verse in, one, in Acts 1 Jesus says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, the word witnesses in this passage means to testify of something from first-hand experience. So you who've experienced first-hand Jesus bringing you through depression, you who have experienced firsthand Jesus bringing through you struggles in your marriage, bringing you through divorce. You who have experienced firsthand Jesus bringing you through addiction of any kind. You who have experienced firsthand Jesus bringing you through um, major grief and loss. 
You have experienced firsthand Jesus bringing you through teenagers. Oh, I'm going to need a bit of grace for teenagers in a few years. Your story can open the way to be a witness for Jesus to those around you who are going through the same struggles. Your story can open up a mission field for you to witness into. And we all know that we can all be a witness to Jesus and to the life of hope that we now find in him. And so as we close this morning, I want to encourage you to think throughout this month, uh, as we kind of focus on missions, and think more broadly about what it means and what it looks like to be a missionary for the kingdom of God. And consider what role and what mission God may be calling you in, into, both locally and globally. Now, I believe we unlock blessings over our lives when we reach out and serve those who are in spiritual need. Now, I believe we unlock blessings over our lives when we reach out and serve uh, the needs of our community. I believe we can unlock blessings over our lives when we reach out and you, the missionary, go into work tomorrow and don't just see people, but see nations. You go into work tomorrow and you don't just see colleagues. But you see people who need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. People and nations from the ends of the earth. How many of them are sitting around us? How many of them are amongst us? So my challenge this morning is for you, the missionary. To discover a fresh revelation of God's mission for your life. Father, we just thank you again for your presence in this place. Lord, we thank you for your amazing word. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your story, our story. And Lord, we pray that you would speak into our hearts and into our lives about how we can take part in your story. Father, we pray that you would reveal into our, into our minds, Father, those who you have placed around us who need to hear our story. Lord, so they may come to know you through us. 
now we just pray for our local community and our mission to reach them. And Father, we pray, open the doors for us not to just deliver uh, to their need, Father God, but Lord, open the doors for us to be able to speak Christ into their lives. Lord, this morning we just lift up also to you, Mike and Shana, and uh, Jan, who is with them at the moment. Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, her safe arrival there. And Lord, we pray, Father, that you would just continue to pour out your grace over them. Uh, Father God, that you would continue to protect them, bless them. Uh, Lord, that they would just know your presence so near to them uh, every step of the way. Father God, we just pray that you would just fill them with courage. Uh, Lord, that as they, uh, Father, see needs, both spiritually and physically, Lord, that you would provide uh, everything that they need by your Spirit. Lord, that you may be glorified. And finally, this morning, Lord, I just lift up every person in this room. Father God, that you would just speak into each one of our lives, Lord, that you would, uh, Father God, challenge us, uh, Lord, and, and Lord, enlighten us, Father God, to your purpose uh, in your mission, to our part in your story, uh, Father God, to, uh, Lord, our continuing story with you, Father, that you would continue to speak by your Holy Spirit. Uh, Father, give us courage, Lord, give us boldness, uh, Father God, as you speak to us. Lord, most of all, continue to change and transform us. Lord, may our hearts grow in love for you and for people. Let us get to the end of this month transformed by your Spirit. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.